Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute podcast, the show that will take you from your nine to five to living a life in your terms. We hear from the experts themselves, sharing how they created their success and give you actionable steps to help you create a lifestyle by design. Becoming a buyer's agent requires passion, dedication, and great mentorship. This podcast will share with you all three so that you can turn buying property into a career. need to be able to connect with people if you're a people's person and you're entrenched in the in the process of helping someone I think it speaks for itself a buyer's agent service is more about getting to know your clients and delivering on their brief and what they're looking for but also having the skills and knowledge to understand that the buyers don't even know what they want half the time. So I think a big skill is knowing how to connect with people, read people and being able to help them and being that mediator in the, in the process. Welcome to the Buyers Agent Institute show. The purpose of the show is to bring awareness to buyers agents, to bring awareness around the career opportunities that the buyer's agent sector is providing people, to bring awareness around the value that buyer's agents are providing to people who need help buying property. Our goal with the show is to strip back and dive into the remarkable journeys and stories of buyer's agents who are paving the way forward in one of the fastest growing career opportunities and sectors in real estate right now. Our guest today is Ezzy Alecchio from Melbourne. He made it all the way here, especially during COVID, to be here today. He was a former real estate agent. He worked in real estate for three and a half years. He worked managing both buyers and sellers and was involved in over $90 million worth of transactions. During his time in real estate, he saw a need to represent buyers. Buyers are heavily misrepresented, so he decided to focus on serving buyers. So he started his buyer's agent business called Alecchio Buyers Agents in Melbourne. He's focusing primarily on owner-occupiers. Today, I'd like to introduce Ezzy Welcome, Ezzy. Hi, Ben. Nice to be here. Awesome, mate. Thanks for coming here. I, um, I wanted to dive straight into this, right, because I'm seeing a big trend yep. going on where real estate agents who, for whatever reason, um, whether they're not enjoying working with vendors or they're seeing themselves uh, preferring to work with buyers, I'm seeing people now migrate from the sell side over to the buyer's agent side. So I wanted to understand like, what really prompted you to make this move? I guess really it begins from a personal side of things. So I think as a real estate agent, when you're starting at, in the, at the beginning of your career, you start to understand who do you work better. And I think most of the time I was seeing buyers were just miseducated and just needed a little bit more help. Whereas the vendor gets all the love, they get looked after by the real estate agent and then buyers are left out on their own. And as you know, the real estate transaction, it's a long and stressful one for, for most buyers. And I just saw that I connected and I was helping a lot of buyers throughout my real estate journey as an estate agent and reached out to you, ended up seeing that the buyer's agent space was a great opportunity and just wanted to take it from there. That's awesome. And I mentioned 90 mil worth of transactions across obviously working with buyers and, and sellers. I guess during that time, obviously it's, it's a good volume of transactions. Like, were you seeing problems coming up for buyers around, I guess, or prompting you to, to help you, I guess, work out that they may need help? Most of the time what was happening was buyers, I think, 
they were competing with a few other boys, but at the end of the day, after they got over that hurdle and beat them, then they were still going over their price limits. So for example, there was times where a buyer was competing against four other offers. They were the top offer, all the buyers were out. At the end of the day, they could have secured the property for a million. Mm. They ended up paying that extra 100,000, ended up securing for 1.1, just because of the emotion of the transaction. And we've all been there. You've got your family that you've introduced to the house. They get emotional and you're like, you know, that extra 10, 20, 30,000 in the long run won't matter. But I think why I got into this space is what happened if in a year's or two years time, something like this with Corona happens and they've got to sell the property again? Are they going to be able to meet the value again? And that's, again, another way we strategize uh, as a buyer's agent when we're negotiating. I love it. How does it feel? I mean, you were working primarily representing vendors, like they were who is engaging you and paying you before, and now you're representing the buyer and getting paid by the buyer. How does it feel to be on the other side? It feels good because out of my short time now as a buyer's agent, you really see the impact and difference you make. I think when buyers first get introduced to you and they're they're not that aware of the buyer's agent service as of yet. So I think at the moment, when you take them through that whole transaction, hold their hand and get to put that sold sticker at the end of the day, you definitely, it feels, it feels good. It feels good. Yeah. And so, I mean, Melbourne's, from what I understand, like buyer's agents started in Melbourne. Um, even before I started my former company in 09, buyer's agents were around in Melbourne. So I, I think it's a, it's a very sophisticated market for selling and, and buying. Do you feel like buyer's agents are still not like really understood in Melbourne? I think, well, there's been the common one when I get introduced to some clients and they, and they still think you're a real estate agent and they don't, they're not quite aware. But I think day in, day out, it's starting to, buyers are becoming more aware. And I think it's just about realising that not all buyers at the start of the journey do need a buyer's agent. However, as they start going in, going into the transactions themselves and realise it's actually harder than it seems, then we're starting to get the phone calls and it's starting to become definitely a way more popular service. Yeah, and what about the transition into starting your own business? I remember when we first spoke, you're obviously working for a company as a real estate agent and it's obviously a bit daunting, I think, for anyone in any, in any industry or niche who are looking to, to get out on their own, become a, you know, put that business owner hat on. Um, obviously, there were some challenges there. Like, are you happy now you've made that move? Definitely, it was very worthwhile. And I think having that, the friends and family support behind you uh, and just taking a risk. At the end of the day, we've got one shot at this, so might as well give it our all. And if you're not really, it wasn't that I wasn't happy, but I saw there was an opportunity out there. And I think I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't regret the opportunity and do it all over again, for sure. Love it. Did you expect your, your business to grow so quick? Uh, I don't want to sound cocky and arrogant but I think yes because I did take a lot of time to sit down prepare get everything ready and at the end of the day things there is hurdles in this journey but if you've got a plan you stick to it and consistently day in day out grind out and just keep going at it keep going at it things eventually fall fall towards you so what are what are the common things that you're seeing um from buyers potential buyers that they're going through in terms of why they may need a buyer's agent like are you hearing common problems or you it's quite diverse what are you seeing it is quite diverse it's a bit of everything but i think the common one is time 
a lot of people you're losing it's not just your your weekends you're during the week as well uh especially in the melbourne market it's very hot at the moment so you need to be available 24 7 because if there's a property you've come through on the weekend and then they're having offers during the week being presented and you're stuck at work mm. you've only got a short period of time if you need to do that second third inspection during the week and you're at work you've got to pick up the kids from school whatever your situation is it definitely uh, I think time is a huge one. I think the negotiation as well, because we've all been there, even when you buy a car, when you buy a house, when you buy, make any type of purchase that's a big transaction, the emotional side plays in. And I think just separating, having someone separate you there, they, they see big value in that as well. Uh, and then just your knowledge and experience. We're looking at property 24-7. We're on the real estate portals. We're talking to the agents in the industry we know what we're doing we're on the ground for you every single day so again when we sit down and present to clients and they're actually experiencing those hard things where they don't have time they're struggling with negotiations they keep missing out for different types of reasons we sit down map that out for them and i think that's where the value starts to shine out you own investment properties and you're now focusing on specifically owner occupied is there a specific reason why you, you you're doing that or there's nothing wrong with investor clients. Investment is more numbers and figures and there's no real emotion to it. Obviously, the emotion is when you're starting to build that portfolio for someone and help them along the journey. Definitely an emotion there. But when you deal with owner-occupier clients, you get attached to the clients and you really see their needs. You see the family, you meet everyone and the process becomes, I think it's just a more enjoyable and also, at the end, there's a big reward because you get to see them put that soul sticker up uh, and really enjoy and appreciate what you've done for them. Obviously, working as a selling agent, there's so many um, similarities to what we do as buyers agents. Uh, what, do, what do you see as the core skills that you've, that you've uh, leveraged and brought across? You need to be able to connect with people. If you're a people's person and you're entrenched in the, in the process of helping someone, I think... It speaks for itself. A buyer's agent service is more about getting to know your clients and delivering on their brief and what they're looking for, but also having the skills and knowledge to understand that the buyers don't even know what they want half the time. So I think a big skill is knowing how to connect with people, read people and being able to help them and being that mediator in the, in the process. What did your work colleagues, I'm just curious to know, that you used to, the real estate agents, how did they respond when you said you you're becoming a biotager? They were really grateful uh, for, for my time there and they wished me all the best. Uh, never had any problems with any of the work colleagues. It was actually a smooth transaction. Obviously, there was, they were a bit upset because we, we've developed a good bond over the years, but uh, they were happy to see me go into my next chapter. Yeah, nice. Because the reason I asked was a lot of real estate agents, I feel like, still don't quite understand the buyer's agent space. They don't quite understand... I th or really see the value in what we do, a lot of them. And so some of them just have different, um, yeah. I guess, perspectives. So I guess, what's the plan? Obviously, you've just, you've obviously knew with the business, which is great, and you, you've kicked off really strong. What are the plans? Are you, are you just looking for, to really set foundations over the next 12 months, or is there anything that you're gonna bring out of the woodworks? I think 2021's definitely gonna be a huge year. Got a lot planned. Uh, we're splitting up the business as I get employees into different sectors. I think the first home buyer sector is definitely a big sector that needs to be looked after. Uh, 
and also then we've got to have different price points. So over the next two years, planning to open up an office and have different buyers agents working in different areas and different price points uh, to try and service as much of the area that we can. That's awesome. Okay, so a bit of expansion. Yeah. And do you see, will you get like an investor-focused buyer's agent who's going to focus in that area? Yeah, definitely. I think investors still need the love. Uh, like I said, it is numbers and figures, but at the end of the day, it's a huge service for them as well. Most investors that are starting out do lack the knowledge and need the experience of a buyer's agent and also someone else to, to, to hold their hand through the process because just like anything, it's a big transaction and you do need some help along the way for sure. What are some challenges? I mean, obviously starting any business, it's never easy. And um, there's obviously uncertainty, but are there any like specific challenges that you've, that you've faced? Like, I mean, I'm just, it could be like administration, it could be um, marketing, it could, whatever it is. So the lucky thing about me, I've got good support and good family members, families, accountants. So the background of the business is all set up and ready to go, which is good. I think challenges is COVID. That was a big one. There was about six, eight weeks where we couldn't do any inspections. Um, but in terms of challenges, I think just starting out, everyone goes through the period where you're a bit quiet. But if you've got a plan, having that real estate background really helps because we know how to source our clients. And if you do the steps every single day, you eventually start getting the rewards for it. So I definitely think that um, everyone has the challenges at the start of acquiring clients, but if you stick to the plan, uh, you're definitely on the right track and it will eventually happen for you. How did it feel signing up your first client? It was definitely good. Uh, it came actually quite early on uh, from a client that we were actually about to sell for uh, and he didn't want to go through for the company that I was at because he just wanted to follow me so I think we helped him sell his property for the agency that I did know and then uh, helped him buy so definitely a great experience and then from there just started going from one client to one client and just doubling down I think marketing's huge uh, you've got to put yourself out there leverage from that one result and make, turn it into two, three, four clients. I think that's huge. And also just having that network speed, really going out there, speaking to a lot of the mortgage brokers, speaking to accountants, financial planners, all those people, because the more people you do know, the more you're going to get access to, and then just leveraging all those connections. Do you feel like you're starting now that you're out on your own, running your own business compared to before? Do you feel like you're putting more effort into growing your network? Uh, definitely. And also investing time and money as well. Uh, because at the end of the day, when I was a real estate agent, you're working under an office. And as, until you're the actually director from that office, really, you, it, the money that you put for yourself, you don't really see the return as much because you've got all the cuts and everything in real estate. Whereas now, I know that if I invest $1,000, if I invest $10,000, I will see the returns on that. Yeah. Do you focus in a specific price range or at the moment do you see? So at the moment, just focusing on that million to five million uh, eastern suburbs of Melbourne. However, as everyone knows, when you're first starting out your business, you really help. The process of the real estate transaction is always the same. Uh, you can adapt to the markets and talk to, to the real estate agents in the markets to get a better understanding if you haven't been there. But uh, definitely, I think at the start, you take, you, you take as many clients as you can uh, and then really start grinding down 
hiring people to look after different suburbs and then really specialise in a price point. Yeah, and, and is there a lot of off-market transactions going around in the eastern suburbs where you're working? Yeah, I think really about 30 to 40% at the moment. There has been a lot of people, especially when corona hit, a lot of people that were thinking of going onto the market and were just a bit scared. There's still a lot of buys at the moment and not enough stock in those areas. So uh, definitely a lot of off-market just because the sellers are just not sure yet if they're willing to sell or not and the real estate agents are getting into the door by offering the off-market opportunity. You said 30-40%, it's obviously it's, it's, a, it's a strong number. Do you feel like some of the people that you've sat in front of, like potential clients, have wanted the service specifically because of off-market properties? I think one of the common things is buyers agents get told when you do say, oh can you get us off-markets and I, feel, I think off-markets are always good but in this point in time, especially in the eastern suburbs and Melbourne market, it's hot. So in order for us to transact on off-market properties, you're starting to pay above or sometimes right at the limit of what the property is worth. So it varies by property, but I think sometimes it's actually not the off-market that people really need. It's more the whole service of really educating them and taking them through the process and speeding up that buying purchase as well. I agree. You know, I, you might have heard me say this before, but when I used to have people come to me at Cohen Handler saying to me, I want off markets, it took me a while to work this out, but I actually realised that they actually need help with what's on the market. They can't deliver and execute and buy something with what's on, so they want what's off. And so I agree, it's all about the process and focusing on getting what's on. And then if there's something that's off that suits, it's like the cream on top. No, definitely. I think a lot of people, what they don't understand about off-market, especially in the current market at the moment, you've got a seller that has all these buyer's agents walking through the property because it's off-market, but if they're not going to take it to the Melbourne market, which at the moment is really hot, then they're going to, they're going, they're going to need a sweet offer mm. to not consider at least putting a property of the market. So at the moment... Uh, it's more about concentrating on what we offer. And like you said, we've taken for the process, worry about what's on the market. And if we can get that cherry on top off market for a good price, then we always have all open, all doors open, so. Yeah, and, that, and that's our service. Have you done any negotiation only or auction bidding, yeah? Auction bidding, negotiation only, full serviced, help someone that was looking to rent and then buy a property as well, vendor advocacy as well, full range. So I think the number one things about buyers agencies, you've got to tailor your client's needs to your service as well. You can't just have a line drawn and say, I only do this. You've got to open, obviously if you can do it, if you can't do it, then don't go there. But I think your client has a problem and you need to be the solution. And I think if you can tailor your services to their needs, you'll start on, transacting on a higher basis. Well, mate, well done. I think the, the way that you've grown your company and obviously transitioning from the sell side to the buy side has been, I think, remarkable. Like you've got such good traction. It's not, no surprise um, the way that your business is growing. And especially that you're focusing on like that one to five Eastern suburbs, like it's a, it's, it's a great, it's a prestige spot to be, to be working on. Um, I guess, where can people find you? Yes, yeah, so they can head over to our website, so Alexia Buyers Agents. Uh, we've got Facebook as well, Alexia Buyers Agents, Instagram, uh, and we're all there. And 
Well, mate, awesome to um, to connect and hear your story. It, it's an inspiring story. It's, it's I see a lot of value from real estate agents who transition over because you've got experience working with vendors, you were a real estate agent, you've managed buyers, you understand the process very intimately. And so I think for, for a buyer to then sign up with someone like yourself, there's just a lot of value, I think, additional value that people like you provide. No, for sure. So just finishing up, if you didn't see the details, you can visit them on the screen for Ezzy. He's based in Melbourne, Victoria. He's focusing between one and five on a rock. He is expanding, as you know. So check out his details. If you have anyone or know anyone who's looking to buy property, speak to Ezzy, former real estate agent. They, I, as I just mentioned, bring a lot to the table. I really believe what they um, cultivate with their learning as real estate agents uh, really transpires into something really powerful when they become buyer's agents. See you next episode. To find out more about how you can become a stellar buyer's agent yourself, head to www.buyersagentinstitute.com.au.